Hello everyone and welcome to the first in a series of bonus episodes for Holy Week 2021. Today is Palm Sunday and we will be discussing the background to the final days in Jerusalem of Christ's ministry on earth leading to the arrest, trial, and crucifixion and following the resurrection of Jesus. Um, as we do a little background before we read from the scripture on uh, regarding Palm Sunday, I'm going to read today, just background, I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard 95 as is usual for this this uh, program, and I'm going to be reading mostly from Matthew's Gospel today, so that we will we will stay in one one author's account. But I want to give a little background. Beginning in chapter 17 of Matthew, the Peter, James, and John had seen the transfigured Christ. They had seen the glorified Christ, and had seen Elijah and Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration. In verses 22. And 23 says, And while they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he'll be raised on the third day. And they were deeply grieved. After that, he gives instruction on paying taxes, instructions on humility in, in chapter 18, how to punish offenders. He gives parables, parables of the lost sheep, the offended brother, instructions on forgiveness and how often a man is to forgive his brother. Chapter 19 begins with instruction on divorce. Uh, the dealing with adultery, and then beginning in chapter in chapter nineteen, verse sixteen, we have the the confrontation with the rich young ruler who goes away sorrowful, for the love of uh, of his possessions was great in him, and, and so he went away sorrowful after meeting Jesus, and he had the apostles' reward of everlasting life prophesied in, in verse twenty seven through thirty. Finally, in ver in chapter twenty, we begin to see the beginning of the end, and you have the parable of the laborers in the kingdom, the, the vineyard beginning in verse 1, and that carries over through verse 16. And then Jesus once again speaks to them about his death and resurrection. Verse 17 we'll read, As Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves, and on the way he said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And I will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge, and crucify him, and on the third day he will be raised up. There are parallel accounts to this in in uh, in Luke as well. After this, you have the the sons of Zebedee, James and John, and how their mother had already asked. They begin to ask who's the greatest in the kingdom. They she asked for God to give them a, Jesus to give them a special blessing and make them number one and number two in his kingdom. Uh, he has to rebuke that. So. We've seen a lot of things that's leading towards something where you've, you've, you've already seen a background of the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, and, and others being against Jesus. They begin to plot. They, they hate him. They begin to plot against him. They want him dead. Uh, they need to get rid of him. He's a threat to their system. So uh, Jesus heals a couple of blind men in verse, beginning in verse 29 through 34 at the end of that. And now we're at chapter 21, and we have the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. We have the what we call Palm Sunday. A little background here: it's going to say that they were in, in, in Bethpage. It's it is it is a it is a small town near Bethany. It's on the slope of the Mountain of Olives. It's not mentioned anywhere else in the Scripture, except in connection with Christ's triumphal entry. Beginning with we'll, we'll now begin reading when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethpage from the 
at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there, and a coat with, with her. Untie them, and bring them to me. And if anyone says to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. This take took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle, and mounted on a donkey, even on a coat, the foal of a beast of burden. Now I want to stop for just a second to discuss that. This was a fulfillment of a messianic prophecy to be found in Zechariah chapter 9. We'll begin here in verse 8 and read through verse 10. But I will camp around my house because of an army, because of him who passes by and returns, and no oppressor will pass over them any more, for now have seen with my eyes. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble, mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the how a horse from Jerusalem, and the bow of war will be cut off, and he will speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. This covenantal language used here about Israel is both the now and the not yet. This partially is fulfilled in Jesus' triumphal entry to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, a direct fulfillment of the part about riding in on a donkey, on the colt, the foal of a donkey, but in addition to that, this other part about having a kingdom that never ends and goes from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth, that river being the Jordan, the, the river that flows from the mountain, God's mountain, you have a partial fulfillment in the ongoing fulfillment of the kingdom. And then you have an ultimate fulfillment in the day of peace, the day of the Lord. Returning to Matthew chapter 21 and beginning in verse 6, the disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them, and he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowds were going ahead of him, and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Now, I want to stop there because... The Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Picture this through throughout Matthew, whose Jewish name was Levi, and remember that he was a tax collector for the Roman government, the occupying force there in Judea. So he was he would have been seen in his early life, before the ministry with Jesus, as a as a traitor to the Jewish cause, to the people. Okay, he was a hated tax collector, and there was reason to hate tax collectors in a sense. Under the Roman system in occupation, they would find members of the community who were willing to cooperate with that government and they would appoint them to these positions and in that power it was not unlimited but it was very brutal they could do what they wanted they assessed taxes and as long as rome got its share they didn't care what you charged above that so a publican often was a crook they didn't deal fairly with the people they took from those who really didn't have it to give and they made them give more than their fair share so there were reasons to dislike public christ was seen as someone who hung with Publicans and sinners, and by sinners they meant immoral people, sexually impure and that sort. People who were a rough crowd. And Jesus brought them in, but he didn't just bring them in and leave them in that state. He, he, said he forgave their sins once they were brought to humility and service to him. It wasn't just a blanket cleansing for the sake of the fact, oh, I'll hang out with bad people. No, there was a purpose to this. There was repentance, there was faith, there was belief. 
Now, after this, he goes into the temple, and this is the cleansing of the temple, and some see this as a second cleansing, possible second cleansing, because you remember you have different gospels, they taught, they put the, the cleansing of the temple in different areas, and in this case you have a what appears to be a second cleansing. There was two times that Jesus had entered the temple, and this was in, in fulfillment of prophecy as well. Beginning in verse 12, And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were calling, who were selling, I'm sorry, doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. Now this is in um, fulfillment of Isaiah 56.7, Jeremiah 7.11. Okay, these are messianic prophecies being fulfilled. Remember that he was a Jew. Levi was his, was his Jewish name. Matthew was concerned in his portrayal of Jesus as the son of David, the Messiah, the anointed king, line of the tribe of Judah, you could say. And so in constantly throughout his scripture, he'll say, and this was to be, this was to fulfill prophecy, or this was as it was written. He's constantly referring to the Old Testament scripture so that they could see in the law and prophets and in the Psalms, which are full of prophecy, how that Jesus was prophesied and how the little things seemingly little things that he would do or even destructive and obstructive to the to the traditions of Jews that he was doing was actually prophesied in the Old Testament and that he was fulfilling this. This was godly. This was planned. We'll continue in verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he had done, these are not bad things, these are good things. He was cleaning the temple. And the children who were shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they became indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Jesus would always quote scripture. Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise for yourself. So he questions them. Have you not read this in scripture? Well, certainly they had. So he's quoting it to them, right? To get it back to them. This is in Psalms uh, 8. Psalms 8 too. And he left them. And went out of the city to Bethany. So he goes back to Bethany and he spent the night there. Now that's the end of day one of Palm Sunday as far as the recorded things. Now there are alternate areas you can go to read more. We're staying in David. We're staying in David. I'm sorry. Excuse me. We're staying in Matthew today. But if you were to have a, a um, parallel of the, of the Gospels, a harmony, you could find other, other, other places to read this. Similar accounts are found in Mark chapter 11. They're found in Luke, beginning in verse 1 through 11. They are found in Luke uh, chapter 19, verses 28 through 44. And then they're found in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. So that's it for day one. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed week.